Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Do The Damn Thing podcast and welcome to the year 2022. We are about to dive into such an extraordinary year. I think that a lot of us are really ready for this new start and new beginning. As for me, you guys know I'm moving to New York very soon and all of this is just kind of coming together very serendipitously as as far as the timing. In the spirit of always being honest with you guys, you know, I'll say I felt really stuck the last several weeks just because I'm in such an awkward like in-between period of staying in Florida and moving back to New York. And it's been honestly really difficult on me because if you listen to my very first podcast, you know that I was in a stuck period for months and months and months. And honestly, I'm still very much able to sit here and recognize all of the work I've done on myself and recognize all the healing and how much power and pride and time I've put into becoming this version of myself. But we're all human beings, we all face ups and downs, and we all face the highs and lows. And I think that right now I'm just trying to have a lot of compassion for myself as far as letting this process just kind of unfold as it will, and not putting so much pressure on myself to work so hard, because there's so much that I have planned that literally does have to wait until I get to New York. And so I just want to say that when you're in sort of a season of waiting, or in a sort of lull period where you're kind of just waiting for something to come or something to happen. I want to just say that all of the best advice I've ever heard is to just have a lot of compassion for your past self and who you are in this very moment because you've done everything you can to get to this space. And if you're waiting for something to come in that's new, I honestly think that the best thing you can just do is really to just have a lot of love and compassion for yourself. And don't forget, this is something I talk about a lot is we have such a tendency to not remind ourselves of how hard we've worked and we just kind of look at how hard we're working right now and then punish ourselves for thinking that we're not working hard enough, which is certainly where I'm at right now. And I just want to say that doing that tells your past self that you haven't worked hard enough and that's just simply not true. So this is just a very quick reminder. This isn't even what this podcast is about really, but I just want to say that If you are ever going through something like this, and as I said, I'll always be honest with you guys, right now, all I'm thinking about is really just trying to have a lot of compassion for myself and knowing and recognizing all of the work and and progress I've made in the last two years. And I'm not going to sit here and command myself to work harder and punish myself and act like that two years didn't mean everything to me and that it didn't change me. So I guess that kind of bridges into what I want this podcast to be about. I've been wanting to approach this topic on the podcast for a while now, and I feel like I am at a good spot to do so now because I've received a ton of responses since, I don't know when I started this podcast, July maybe, of really, really great feedback. I People are like, you know, I love what you say. I relate to it so much. You're so relatable in your voice and your tone and the foundation of it's, you know, fun and spiritual and et cetera, you know. So I've received a lot of really great, what seems to me very genuine feedback on the podcast. And I wanted to wait to kind of build that audience and that voice with you guys so that you know when I approach subjects like these, 
I am always talking about them from a place of spirituality and intentional living and never in a, of course, tone of judgment or shame because as I talk about these subjects, they're all things I have or am experiencing, right? So I just want to make that very clear as I talk about this. So this podcast is, it all begins and ends with you, right? So we've talked about the sort of your life is a reflection of who you are and what you think and etc. I want to talk about the emotional aspect of that, which I think is sort of taking emotional responsibility. And again, I'll say that when it came to my brother, I honestly didn't take that emotional responsibility or have the maturity to deal with those emotions until much, much later. And really what this comes down to is triggers, right? We all have triggers in our lives. We all have things we can see, noises we can hear, things we can smell. And all of a sudden we're just triggered into this sort of emotional response that's usually negative. And I think that if and when something triggers us, I believe it's because there is a core memory associated with that emotion that hasn't been addressed. Now, again, I want to be very, very clear. When I say addressed, I do not mean deal with it and forget it. When I say addressing these things, it means understanding the emotional resonance around that memory and working to heal that emotional response. So obviously that's really what I've done with my brother. You know, it's not like I forgot he's gone and I've just pretended that he hasn't died. I've just healed my emotional response being the trauma, the grief, the guilt, the regret, etc. As we, I'll just say one more disclaimer (laughs) because I, I really do. I know that triggers can be such a controversial topic, especially when it comes to you know, traumatic experiences that possibly involve others. So what I'll say there is I have not talked about this on the podcast, I don't think, but on the blog, um, I do have a post about when I was sexually assaulted in New York um, shortly after my brother had died. And I know that certain things can trigger emotional responses around very traumatic memories like that. So again, I want to be very, very clear what I mean here. If there is something that triggers you, whether it's a trigger that makes you mad about, you know, that one thing you experienced in sixth grade, but isn't the biggest deal, right? Or you have a trigger for something that happened to you um, or someone you lost or something that has a very profound and deep emotional response to it. Both of those hold the same value in your life. And what I mean by that is if they are triggering an emotional response now that holds you back or that hurts you or that doesn't serve you, it's holding resonance in your life. It it has a seat at the table in your mind. And again, I'll say it doesn't mean forgetting that these things happened. It just means changing the way you feel about that core memory, not letting it affect the decisions you make today negatively. So For the sake of obviously making this easy, I want to offer you guys a really simple example. So as you know, my brother died in a motorcycle accident and I remember talking about my fear of death. I believe it was in the time episode. Another thing that came with that was I had a fear of other people dying in the same way, right? So I took my brother's death in application to anyone who drove a motorcycle and motorcycles were wildly triggering for me. And my brother had a black and green, like neon green, little crotch rocket thing. 
And this was about, I want to say maybe eight months to a year after he had passed away. I think I've mentioned this as well. I started suffering from really, really horrible panic attacks after he died. And they would get to the point where I would start hypoventilating so much that I would faint. And I never shared that with anyone. Not my parents, not my roommate, not my friends in college, not anyone. No one knew that this was happening to me. And one day I was coming back to my apartment and my roommate was at work or at school or somewhere. And um, there was a black and green motorcycle parked on our street. I don't even really know how to describe like what came over me in that moment. I think it was like a slew of anger and utterly petrified of that, just like that vision. Because as soon as I saw the motorcycle, I pictured my brother dying. I went upstairs. I had a panic attack. I fainted. I woke up a couple minutes later, still panicking. My heart rate through the roof. And I knew from that point on, that was something I would have to deal with. Like There are motorcycles everywhere. People drive motorcycles all the time. It's not as common in the city as it is here in Florida, but I see them and I have to deal with it. So that's really what I mean when I'm talking about this subject in this podcast, that whatever triggers us, that that didn't serve me in any way, right? That served me to have a panic attack, threw me into an emotional like helm of all everything I was feeling and it was so overwhelming in no way did that moment in my life serve me at all so I knew that I needed to deal with it and another thing that I want to talk about is how we like I kind of said turn this into an application into future experiences in our lives and this happens a lot in relationships right past relationships become an application to new relationships despite the fact that it's someone totally different The bottom line here is, is that we are responsible for our triggers. I'm going to be very straightforward here when I say this, because this is how I've dealt with it in my life as well. And I know that everyone experiences this. There are always going to be people who don't give a shit about what they say and how it affects you. That's just bottom line. That's true. People don't care. Some people just don't care. Or some people don't know that something's triggering and they say something and that turns into an emotional spiral. We are responsible for how we interpret those triggers and how we deal with them. Meaning it's up to us to decide how we hear that trigger and how we let it affect us. So my goal here today isn't to tell you to not let things affect you. In fact, I think it's really the opposite. I am here to encourage you to recognize your triggers and learn how to heal the emotional resonance around them. That way you can serve your highest self and your future self and spare that version of you from dealing with those emotional triggers continuously, right? This is what I mean when I'm talking about sort of taking emotional responsibility. I think we all know that not a single person in this world, therapist, coaches, except no one, parents, friends, etc., no one, no one is going to be able to heal your trigger for you. There are certainly qualified professionals that can guide you through that process and help you and assist you, but it's up to you to change that emotional response, to shift it. Again, I will say this does not mean forgetting that something has happened to you or denying it and going into this sort of denial process. This is just simply changing the emotional response around the core memory so that you don't create a domino effect in your life of that happens, so this happens and that's how I feel about it and that's going to happen and that's how I'll feel about that and just kind of dominoing into this emotional response that isn't helping you. 
So in the blog that goes on on Friday, I briefly mention this cycle that we discuss a lot in coaching and in EFT. And I think that in this podcast, this is really what I'd like to elaborate on is this cycle and explain with more contextual evidence, the emotional responsibility aspect and how this cycle kind of works in our lives. So the cycle we discuss, I actually don't think there's a name for it, but it's a five sort of step process. So first we receive information. Second, we process that information. Third is where we start the triggers. We decide how we feel about the information. Fourth, we take action on those feelings. And five, we create a belief from that emotion or that that feeling, right? So what I mean in steps three through five is that let's say you're at the dinner table and someone says something that triggers you. You hear it, you process it. You decide how you feel about it, meaning you feel triggered. Fourth, you take action, meaning you get up and leave the table. And fifth, you create a belief. This thing is triggering me. I do not like how I feel about this, right? So step three is where we really decide whether or not the events have caused a trigger. And this is where we base those beliefs on that we've created from our past. So to make this clear, let's go back to the relationship example. Perhaps you were in a bad relationship once, right? This person had a tendency really not to communicate with you. And that left you with the belief, right? you're not easy to communicate with in relationships. It's not normal to have a comfortable and easy communication grounds between the two parties. And then you meet someone new. Let's go with maybe it's two years down the line. You know, it's been a while since you were in this relationship. This is your next relationship out of that one. And maybe they have something going on on a day or happen to be really busy at work and don't communicate with you for several hours. What do you think is going to happen in those several hours? You take your past experience, therefore your belief that communication is not easy and seamless in this new relationship with someone and you turn it into an application for all behavior. Therefore, in every relationship you ever walk into, communication will not be easy. That's your belief. And then in this five hours, this person isn't talking to you. We then decide to create narratives of what's happening. This person no longer likes me. They're mad at me, etc. Right? When in reality, they're just busy. And I know you all are nodding your head Because we all do this. We all turn one situation with facts into a narrative about past experiences and past beliefs that we think are happening when in reality they are absolutely not. And these narratives really have no real basis in what is happening because they're just created from our past beliefs and our past experience. So to adjust our step three, feelings around a trigger, We have to first go back to that past memory where the original trigger became a belief, right? So you really don't even start in the current relationship you're in. You have to go way back to this past relationship, figure out what was really the cause for the trigger, and then rewrite the emotional residence or the programming around it. This is really where the intentional living and the mindset reprogramming comes into play. And I want to offer you guys a client example that I think just really seamlessly shows how this works. And I want to offer you a disclaimer. I very certainly got permission from this client. I'm not obviously going to say her name, but this story is very personal. So I just want to share it with you guys because I think it's a really perfect way to depict what I'm talking about. So recently I had a client and in high school she was bullied and she recently started a new job and she started to feel a similar tension with a new colleague. And it started building and building and she felt this tension growing and growing. And the narrative got so bad in her head that she was actually considering quitting. And I knew how much she loved her job, the job itself, the potential for growth she had. She had already had this tension when her and I first started coaching. 
So she came in telling me this is the issue, right? That this is where we kind of started was in that middle process. And so in our first session, I convinced her to stay because she was really like about to turn in her two weeks and she was already looking for new jobs. And I was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. take a breather. Let's evaluate the situation, especially as someone who's, you know, objective, a third party. I don't even know the other person. Let's, let's just talk this out for a little bit. Stick it out for another week or two. Let's see what we can figure out. So she told me about work and what sounded like to me just some friendly, really competition. They're in marketing and so they compete to head ad campaigns. And she told me about what she did and what was kind of happening. And I asked her, this is where I get very clear. We have to identify what the core problem is, right? So I asked her, what do these emotions feel like? So that being, you know, the step three, what's your emotional response to it? And she went, without even me actually prompting her to go back in time, she went to high school and she said, this feels like high school when I was getting bullied. And I was like, okay, (laughs) okay, so that's what we need to deal with, not what's happening now. That's where we need to go back and address some issues. So she told me that the core, she told me about the core memory from high school and being bullied. And so we started here. We got to work using visualization techniques, subconscious reprogramming. I am really delving into using EFT in my practice. So we started to rewrite the memory and her beliefs. That brings us to step five. And as we did, her beliefs started changing about what was happening at work because we started changing the core memory behind that emotional response, right? So we started working back in high school let me, let me be very clear about how this mindset reprogramming works. Whether what was happening to you was completely true or you had created a narrative around it, all that matters, I believe, is how that core memory, whatever it is for you, affects you right now. How is it affecting you right now? Because healing you right now is in turn going back and healing that version of you that experienced it in lifetime, that inner child version of you. Even if that version of you wholeheartedly believed you were getting bullied or you were getting something, something was happening to you, whatever the narrative is, it isn't what is happening to you right now. So if we can change the emotional response to whatever the trigger is, you're then in turn healing the version of you that it was experienced in live time. That is very important to keep in mind as we talk about mindset reprogramming and EFT and subconscious reprogramming. So we often don't realize how much really a core memory, even from 10 years ago, this was 10 years ago for this young woman, can affect both our beliefs and our behaviors in our lives right now. Core memories around, quote, negative emotions have such a deep thread into our mind and into our subconscious that they can often affect us on a day-to-day basis, right? So she was going to work every single day, Monday through Friday, feeling the same tension she felt as her 15-year-old self. And let me remind you that it was getting so bad, she created such a harsh narrative in her head that she was really willing to quit what is her dream job. When we let those core beliefs change or adjust our behavior in a way that isn't serving our highest self, we have the ability, let me say this very clearly, we have the ability to drastically change the trajectory of our lives and push onto a path that we do not belong in because we haven't healed. If I had come home two years ago and ended up getting a full-time job and didn't go through 
one of the hardest moments in my life, I would still be the shell of a person that I was. I wouldn't be doing this work. And more importantly, I wouldn't have done the healing work on myself. I wouldn't have gone through the trenches to get to where I am today. Did that period in my life absolutely and totally, utterly suck? A hundred percent. Was it the most difficult thing I've gone through to address those demons? More than you can imagine. Would I give that time up in my life? Absolutely not. Because it would mean I wouldn't be here. I would be on a different life path. We all have hundreds, if not thousands, of life paths unfolding before us. It's kind of like, um, maybe like, okay, the visual I, 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 I see when I talk about this is you're sort of standing at like a circular sidewalk and at the circle, there's like 10 different pathways traveling in 10 different directions, right? And then if you go 10 feet into each of those pathways, you have another circle and then there's 20 more pathways and then 10 more feet and there's like 50 more pathways. Do you see what I mean? From one decision that we make, it offers four new pathways. And then once we get to those pathways, you know, we're at another fork in the road and we have another decision to make and then it offers 10 new pathways, right? We have so many different lives that have the ability to unfold before us. And that's because, and I've said this before, that's because we have free will, right? We have the will to make our own decisions and decide things for ourselves and for our lives. So, you know, one path has one thing on it, And then the path directly next to it is completely different, but it's still your path. So if she had decided to quit her job, her dream job and leave it because she hadn't healed a memory from 10 years ago, imagine what her life path would look like. It would change completely. And let's, let's talk about if she really had quit, where would she be at mentally? A, She would have left that job feeling exactly like she left that year in high school, feeling actually bullied and like someone else won out over her. Two, she'd be looking for a new job that wouldn't fill the same shoes. It just wouldn't. Even if it was an amazing job, it's because she left that job still wanting to be there that this new job, despite how amazing it could be, wouldn't fill the shoes she wanted to fill, right? So either way, by not healing... And then allowing that emotional resonance, that emotional response to make the decision for you is ultimately hurting your subconscious by not healing. It's hurting your literal life path unfolding in your career or whatever your whatever the decision is affecting. And it's hurting your mental health. So let me be clear again, as I always am when I say this, and as I really just did when I was talking about my own journey, is that you guys, I... I'm not just sitting here telling you to heal. I'm not just sitting here preaching and not practicing. I am not sitting here telling you, go heal, but it's going to be super easy. Because that's just complete bullshit. Your journey, I I, I really believe this. And I, I think that I'm biased in the fact that I've gone through so much. So if I hadn't gone through those things, I don't, I don't believe that I would be as strong as I am now. But whatever you've gone through... That is your journey. Whatever emotional response you have to those experiences, that is affecting who you are today. If you do not heal the emotional responses behind core memories that do not serve you, you are ultimately playing a facade. You are not the full version of who you have the potential to be 
because you're unwilling to go through those trenches. You guys, it's required. It is to live a full and spiritual unbounded life in the aspect of you know fully and truly who you are. You have to go through the hard part first or in the middle. You have to go through it some sometime in your timeline. Because if you don't and you allow these triggers to continue to change your perspective on the world and on people and on your experiences, you are ultimately choosing a less higher life path than you have the ability to choose if you heal. So as I was ending my coaching with this young woman, we ended up talking about what she could potentially say to this person, right? So we had done a lot of the internal work on her own, but she she wanted to talk to this person and really find out like what her intentions were for peace of mind, which of course, again, I'll say we're humans. I totally understand because she very well may could have been right about this person. Like she was trying to create office tension or whatever. But I am very happy to say that she was very, in fact, wrong. And this girl, they sat down and talked and come to find out that this person is just very competitive and loves creating kind of this office, like camaraderie in the competitive arena. And um, she had actually taken on a project that she wasn't really prepared for and asked my client to take it over and they became friends. It's really great because like I said, in the relationship aspect I was talking about earlier, our triggers really can hold a lot of power over our mindset and what we choose to believe in the present moment, no matter how far back they go. It could be an experience you had 20 years ago. If you haven't healed the emotional response to that trigger, it's still going to affect you today and it's going to create false beliefs and false narratives for situations you're living in right now. That sounds awful. No, no, we do not want to go down that path. It's our responsibility to identify our triggers and change what they make us believe in the present moment. And as you do that, and as you reclaim that power over your mindset, you are in turn changing the emotional response and the emotional process you have around the original experience. It's no longer serving you. It's no longer helpful. And it's no longer an experience you need to hold on to. So to change the emotional response is to change your power and to continue following your highest life path. Again, I'll say, because I want to be very clear in this podcast, because I know that a lot of stuff on this topic and triggers, it can it can be taken in the wrong way. And I, I want to make sure that I'm not offending anyone when it comes to triggers, because like I said, I've, I've been through a lot, you know, so I have my own personal dark hitting triggers that really, you know, hold a lot of space in my mind that I am working on getting rid of myself. So, you know, Again, I'll, like I said, and I'll reiterate this, every topic I talk about on the podcast is something that I have or am going through myself. You know, I'm not just, I'm not just reiterating verbiage I've read in books and I've learned from other people and just telling you, okay, this is what you have to do, but don't worry, I'm not going to apply it to my own life. (laughs) Like, of course, this is the advice I'm heeding to myself as well at all times. You know, every single one of these podcasts really has the ability to be sort of evergreen content because we're talking about spirituality. We're talking about mindset. We're talking about living intentionally. These are all things that we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives. We're we're going to be dealing with and, and healing and growing and expanding in. So this podcast, like all others, is one that you're going to be able to come back to when you recognize a new trigger and say, oh, hey, shit, I need to probably work on this because it's affecting the decisions I'm making right now, even though it was 15 years ago, right? I, I think we're we're starting out strong in 2022 because I have recently had something that's been triggering 
And as I said in the beginning of this podcast, you know, it's just been such an awkward lull period and waiting period for me. And I'll say, you know, I've talked about Haley so many times on this podcast, but she has a podcast on the seasons of waiting or for the seasons of waiting, something like that. And it's true, you know, what she says that you have to try and provide the same emotions you feel you're going to receive when the change happens in your life right now. And I'm working really hard to make that a priority in my life right now, which can mean stepping back from the business a bit and sort of just giving myself that space to have compassion and heal and try and insert the time for fun. Because in reality, I do know my time here is coming to a very quick close, meaning I need to spend time with my friends and my family and work doesn't necessarily have to be a priority for me because the income is still coming in, which is important. You know, I'm doing what I need to do, but am I, am I working to create any expandable content? You know, am I working to get myself out into new genres of content right now? Not at the moment because other things have a priority to me. And that was becoming very triggering for me from two years ago when I was sitting on my mom's couch doing nothing every day and thinking, okay, well, my life is just passing me by and this is fantastic, you know? And I was kind of getting into that mindset. And again, I was like, I had to stop myself and be, you know, whoa, this is this is not the case. You've done the work. You went through the trenches once already. You don't have to do it again right now. Just address the trigger. See what's going on. Give yourself so much compassion when doing so. Because you are a human being, as am I. We have emotions. We have the ability to experience an array of emotions. And to push those down and hurt yourself and saying, no, no, you cannot feel like that. You really are hurting yourself in the long run because you're telling your past self and your future self that it's not okay to feel that way. When in fact, it's very, very, very okay. So that's what I've got for you guys today. I am very happy to announce that coaching for 2022 is now open. My rates are probably going to be going up in February. So if you'd like to get in the coaching and lock in the rates that are current right now, go to the website, sign up for a discovery call or sign directly up for the coaching. I'm very excited to begin working with a lot of these new clients that are coming on board. You guys are so, so wonderful. And let me just say again, the feedback I receive from you guys, it means the absolute world to me because I'll be honest, sometimes I just feel like I'm sitting here and having a conversation with myself. And then I'm like, no, the people who listen to this are the people who it's meant to reach and the people who need to hear it. So for all of you listening to this today, the day it comes out a year from now, two years from now, whenever, I want to say thank you and I want to welcome you because I want you to know that your emotions and your feelings are always valid and they always need to be handled in a way that serves your highest self. That's what I've got for you guys today. I love you all very much and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.